All right, well, welcome to another episode of The Robo Show. I'm your host, Chad Robichaux, and uh, super excited for today's episode. Uh, as I am, like every week, you probably hear me every week say I'm super excited because I have uh, always have such amazing guests, and uh, a lot of them happen to be my friends. Uh, the, today's guest is my friend, a really good friend. Uh, uh, first became friends with his dad, David Barton, who serves on our advisory board. And then uh, not to keep him of a shadow of his dad because he's definitely his own person and doing amazing things. But Tim Barton, Tim Barton's here with us today, uh, president of Wall Builders. Uh, they do amazing things. I'm not going to butcher it. I'm going to let you tell him tell you later what Wall Builders does. But also the author of The American Story, uh, The Beginnings, which is a new book uh, released. You'll be able to, we'll tell you where you can get it on Amazon or at Wall Builders. But this book is absolutely incredible. I've had... Uh, several friends already read it that uh, we able to we're able to get to early on and just hear about the stories of uh, the stories of true uh, our, our founders and patriots that have paved the way for us to live in this amazing country. And what I've always loved about about David Barton's books and, and Tim Barton's books and, and the the facts the data that we get from them is always based on unapologetic history uh, and it's just based on facts and it's in this book is absolutely incredible uh, it just tells the the amazing story of our country and I, I think it's a book that every American should read it should be in schools uh, before I let you talk to him I'll say one more part of your bio he's also a three-stripe white belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and not far behind me but uh hey you got to start somewhere and I'm looking forward to getting the mats and training with you what's up bro <laughs> hey man it's gonna be with you and uh yeah so we uh, you're the one that got me into jiu-jitsu uh, a while back, uh, doing a lot of handgun training and a lot of tactical training. And um, I realized when I was going hands-on with some scenarios and I felt so inadequate and unprepared for these scenarios, you're like, man, you need to get jiu-jitsu. And so I started many months ago now, and I've just been waiting for the time we get a roll. So I'm definitely looking forward uh, to having you teach me a lot of things along the way as I just keep getting choked out. But I'm super excited to be with you, and uh, thanks for having me on. Well, before we talk about the book, tell us about wall builders you're in the vault right now i'm familiar with the vault but are, are the people listening may not know what the vault is and the people who see you might be looking at the, watching this on youtube you may uh and if you're listening and not on youtube go back and watch this on youtube because you can see this amazing place where he's at tell us about the vault tell us about wall builders and everything you you guys do there wall builders yeah so, so we do a lot with american history we have what's considered the largest private collection of original documents from the founding era so we actually have handwritten stuff around me. I'm going to show some here in a little bit from George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, every major founding father you can think of. We have actual writings from them and significant things as well. And so one of the things we do is try to go back and tell the story of America from the actual artifacts. And, and you know, obviously everybody watching, everybody listening right now knows that a lot of a lot of history is under attack. A lot of history is being rewritten. There's a lot of stories being told that simply are not historically accurate, but because people don't know what the truth is, too often in America, we're buying into a lie. And so part of uh, what we do at Wall Builders is try to retell the story with original documents and artifacts. We tell people, hey, don't take our word for it. Here's the actual document. Read it for yourself. See what they actually wrote. And it really changes a lot of the modern attack, a lot of the narrative being said today that just isn't historically accurate. Our, our name, Wall Builders, comes from a Bible book called Nehemiah. Nehemiah felt God called him to go back and, and help rebuild the walls of his nation in, in Jerusalem. And he went back and rebuilt those walls. And this was something that back in the 80s, my dad really felt God was impressing on him that looking at America, that America at the time was in moral decline and, and there was a lot of issues. And so he felt that God was calling him to almost like the call of Nehemiah, go back and rebuild the walls of America. 
And so what we say is we emphasize the religious, the moral, and the constitutional heritage of the nation. We try to present America's forgotten history and heroes and, and just retell those stories. But the name Wall Builders comes from the Bible book of Nehemiah, and Nehemiah was the guy that rebuilt those walls in the Bible. So, so that's kind of some of the background. We do a lot with history, kind of the background of our name, and uh, obviously part of what led to even us writing some of these books, retelling those stories. Yeah, I love the book of Nehemiah. In fact, I just I just finished it. Um, and when you when you're reading the book of Nehemiah, you know God called them to, to do this amazing work, but it came with so much uh, oppression and opposition. I mean, people were trying to stop him from doing the work that God called him to do, and he just stayed so focused and uh, and didn't you know didn't listen to the naysayers. And uh, at one point in the Bible where he says they they have a, a trial in one hand and a sword in another hand to defend themselves while they were you know rebuilding that wall. And uh, I know right now. The work that you guys are doing is under attack. History's under attack. Uh, why do you think uh, people in? I'll say people on the on the left because it seems that's where it it, it is. I mean, that's the, to speak in truth. That's where it comes from. Why is people on the left so uh, aggressively trying to remove history, you know, from our culture? Yeah, I think there's an ideology. At this point, we're seeing an underlying Marxist ideology, but I I think we can track it back for several decades. If you go back. To even the 1970s, 1980s, there were attacks on the founding fathers saying that they were immoral men, uh, that they were adulterers, they were philanderers. If you go into the 90s, we heard that they weren't religious men, they were atheists, agnostics, and deists. If you come to the early 2000s, we hear that they're slave owners and, and they're racist and they're bigots. And what's interesting is that for the last many decades, there have been attacks on the founding fathers. And I think the reason there's been attacks on the founding fathers is because you can't ultimately change America as a nation, as a structure unless you first can villainize the founding fathers. Because if you can point out the founding fathers were really bad guys, then you can make the argument that the documents they gave us, like the constitution, that's really bad because it came from really bad guys. And so because they're bad, the constitution's bad, we need to get rid of this. And this is part of this Marxist push we're seeing in America today. And one of the reasons that we're having so much opposition is because we're actually showing the true story of America. And the true story of America is so different than what a lot of the arguments has been than what a lot of professors have been saying. It's so different than what they're saying. And because we're showing the original documents and it tells a different narrative, you know, we're, we're familiar with today with this notion of cancel culture. And, and, and we've seen cancel culture happening around us. And especially a lot of times as people that come from a Christian or conservative circle, we've seen even government agencies targeting some Christian and conservative groups trying to cancel them. This is something that we've seen for a long time. And, and now, as we're trying to fight this battle for, for communicating the truth about American history, it's no different. And so let me just, uh, Chad, as we get going, I, I want to show something real quick if I can. We actually have a copy of the original draft of Thomas Jefferson's uh, Declaration of Independence. And what's significant about this, when Jefferson died in 1826, his writings were collected. And when his writings came out in 1828, one of the things in his writings was his original draft of the Declaration. That was so impressive when it came out that here's his actual handwritten draft, they went and did what was kind of like an ink lift of that draft where they made a copy of it, they put a piece of paper, a document on it, they kind of put some chemicals, some liquid on it, and they lift actually ink off to make a duplicate. They took that duplicate and this is the copy they made from that duplicate. So there actually were many copies made, but this is one of the copies and it's four pages. What's significant about this is this is Jefferson's original draft of the declaration. And in this draft, it actually, over on the side, you, you can actually see that there are some things that are crossed out. But where things are crossed out over on the side, it actually has the name of the person who edited that document. So up here, it says Dr. Franklin. Right here, it says Mr. Adams. 
Well, Benjamin Franklin and John Adams were both on that committee with Jefferson to draft the Declaration. So literally, this is the actual handwritten document with the actual edits from the guys who were there. What's interesting about it is when you get to the third page, when Jefferson drafts the Declaration, as he's going through, he's explaining why we need to separate from the king. And as, as he goes through the grievances, when he gets to the grievances down here, oops, it's upside down. When he gets to the grievances on this third page, the longest grievance he gives is a grievance against slavery, specifically in America. He says that, that the king has, has brought these people against their wishes from Africa to America. And he says, we in America have actually tried to stop this, and, and we actually have passed laws to stop this, and the king has vetoed all those laws. What's interesting is not only is there an anti-slavery grievance in the original draft of the Declaration, one of the things he says, and I'm going to read part of it, in this draft, he says, the king of Great Britain has determined to keep open a market where men should be bought and sold. And the men, if you can see it, and actually you can get online, you can look this up, go look at Jefferson's original draft, find this image, but the men is all caps. It's capital M, capital E, capital N. The reason this matters, Jefferson is talking about the slave market. He says the king of Great Britain is determined to keep open a market where men are sold into slavery. Well, the men he's talking about are these Africans. Now, the reason this matters is one of the narratives we hear right now is not only were the founding fathers racist, right? We have the 1619 Project, which says America was built on slavery, and everything about America is, is racism and slavery. I would point out, in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, Jefferson said slavery was one of the great evils in America that we had actually tried legislatively to end, and the king had enslaved these men. Well, the men also becomes important because in the Declaration, it said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Some people say today, well, but Jefferson only met the white men. No, he did not. Go back and read his original draft. He actually clearly clarified the men he was talking about were actually these African slaves coming to, these were men who were being bought and sold. The reason, again, this matters. When this original draft was presented before the Congress and, and they're debating on what's going to happen, John Hancock said they could only include in the Declaration what was unanimously agreed upon and, and so they begin debating what was unanimous. And, and, and John Adams made, excuse me, John Hancock, he made a really good point in this. He said, this, this has to be unanimous because if it's not unanimous, the king can come in and, and he can pick us apart by our own interests. So we have to all be unified. Well, as they're reading through the declaration, it came to the anti-slavery grievance. And as they read this, there were two states who said, you know, we, we don't think that needs to be included because we haven't, we personally in our colonies, we haven't tried to end slavery yet. The two colonies were Georgia and South Carolina. They opposed the anti-slavery grievance in the Declaration, so it was removed. But what's more important is 11 of the 13 colonies agreed with it. 11 of the 13 original colonies of America came out as being against slavery in America. Today, people have no idea that the original Declaration had an anti-slavery grievance or that the longest grievance was anti-slavery, that, that many of the founding fathers were, in fact, anti-slavery. And the reason I bring this up, even showing original documents, is because we're able to go back and actually tell more of the real story of America that today people have no idea about. But today, if you offer the suggestion that America was not a fundamentally racist nation, that America actually was doing more to fight against slavery than any other nation in the world at that time, today people would think, like, you're a heretic, right? Like, you're crazy. That's, that's, that's so ridiculous. They don't believe that because they've never seen it before, but they've never seen it because they've never actually studied the original documents. We have the original documents, and we can present this truth from this history that people have never seen, or in many cases have never seen. Maybe some people have seen it, but it's not taught, it's not talked about very often. 
And this is why we get a lot of attacks is because people, this is just new for them. And it's so against the modern narrative that there are people that they, they don't care about the truth. They care about their side winning, right? The Marxists, the Marxists don't care about what's true. The Marxists care about overthrowing the constitution of the United States of America. And so if we're going to suggest that a lot of what they're saying is lies, and therefore we shouldn't overthrow the constitution, they will attack us for saying things they think aren't true, even though we have the actual documents. So, so this is part of the reason we get some of these attacks. It's not because we make up history. It's because people just have never seen these documents before, and they don't know what to do with that truth. The truth is being hidden. What, just real quick, the, uh, what's the percentage of, of that America participated in the slave trade during that time? Uh, so, yeah, so, so real quickly, uh, in the slave trade, it, there were 12.7 million slaves that came out of Africa. Uh, approximately 380,000 came to America. But if you look percentage now, by the way, uh, if you look at all of North America, it was roughly 3% of the slaves that came out of Africa came to North America. But not all of those that came to North America even came to American colonies because some went to French colonies, some went to Dutch colonies, some went to Spanish colonies. Because at that point in North America, you had multiple nations that had colonies in North America. So not even all the slaves that came to North America came to the actual American colonies but it was less than 3% of the slaves that came out of Africa even came to North America, much less than the American colony. So even this notion, right, that, that last year you had uh, Democrat Senator Tim Kaine that said America didn't inherit slavery. We created slavery. We did not create slavery. We did not create the slave trade, and we weren't even a leader in the global slave trade. Instead, America was the very first nation in the world to pass a law banning the slave trade. We did that law on March 2nd. 1807, Thomas Jefferson signed that law. We were the first nation in the world to pass a law banning the slave trade. Nobody else had ever done that. So America, even though it's true, we did participate in the evil of slavery, America led the world in fighting against that great evil. And we were one of the first nations not only to fight the slave trade, we were one of the first nations to actually end slavery in the entire world. My friends, David Barton and Tim Barton have wrote an incredible new book, The American Story, The Beginnings, you have to get it. It's available right now on wallbuilders.com or you can go to amazon.com and get it there. Uh, learn the real story of America, starting with Christopher Columbus all the way to the ending of slavery with the 13th Amendment. Today, people are actively trying to rewrite the true American story. Uh, so much is being said, intentionally dishonest things are being said as people are attempting to destroy America by putting out false information. What I love about David Barton, what I've always loved about David Barton, is he doesn't write or speak on theory. He writes and speaks on factual history and, uh, and tells, story, tells history as it is and as it should be told. This book is just a great introduction and crash course through the honest and very well documented telling of that, of American history. And the story of America, by the way, is not a story of a perfect nation or a group of people. Rather, it's a story of a perfect God who used imperfect people to do great things through them to build this country that we live in. It's being attacked right now. Uh, there's so much dishonesty being said about our country. So many things that are false being put out there. I believe this book uh, tells the true story of America, the good, the bad, and, uh, and how we're moving forward. And, uh, and I think everyone should get a copy of this book. Every American should get a copy of this book to learn the truth. And uh, in fact, not only get a copy, what I did was when I got this book, I, I, I called Tim uh, Barton right away and I said, how can I get a case of them? Because I don't want to just have it for myself. I want to give it to uh, some, pe some people that I know that would benefit from it. And uh, so get your copy or get, do what I did, get a case 
Um, the American Story, The Beginnings by Tim and David Barton. Amazing Americans, amazing story uh, tellers uh, through history. And uh, you get your copy at Amazon.com. Yeah, and that slave trade still exists today. It hasn't went away. Uh, it's right. went away in America, but it still exists today. I mean, people are still uh, disgustingly buying and selling slaves in, in Africa. Uh, I mean, there's slavery all over the world. I've been all over the world and have seen human slavery around the world. And, uh, and uh, I, I think, you know, for people that are against slavery, me being included, uh, I think it's one of the most disgusting things that a human being could do to yep. another human being. I think we should focus on where it's actually taking place, uh, not where right. we, we, you know, we participate in less than 3% of, uh, of the world. Well, and you know, Chad, even with that being said, what's crazy is if you look at the United Nations, uh, they're, recently they identified there's 193 member nations that were part of the UN. Of those 193 nations, it was documented that 94 of those nations have still not passed laws to criminalize slavery. 94 nations of the world still slavery is legal, which is why there is still a slave trade. Actually, I mean, we can talk about China, right? Where there's a known 3 million slaves in China. That's known. There's a lot that we don't know about what's happening in China too. And we could go around the world. There are so many nations that are actively doing this great evil. And you have, right, these woke corporations in America who want to be really good friends with China, a known perpetuator of slavery, as they want to criticize America, the nation who actually has already ended slavery and does the most to fight against slavery in the world today, it's a really great irony from some of these woke corporations. So one of the things that you guys do at Wall Builders, and I love this is one of my favorite things that you guys do, is uh, try to influence the try to influence the education system. I mean, the reason people are can't believe what you're saying right now is because they're not educated. It's not an ignorance thing because it has nothing to, let, you know, to do with people's IQ level. It's what they've been taught, what they've been told, how they've been indoctrinated, indoctrinated in their school system. And from college professors all the way down to elementary school teachers and, and you know, Common Core and, uh, and other curriculums in America do not teach American history and truth in, in totality. And uh, in fact, I was told by uh, your, your dad that you could actually have an American, you could have a history degree in America all the way through college, have a, a degree in history and never have taken an American history class. Why is that? Why is, why is, uh, why, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, it, I mean, Chad, it's so bizarre that we, we live in a place in America where I, I think we can go back to even some of this Marxist ideology that for the last several decades we've really seen growing in America. It's very prevalent now. Uh, it's part of where the socialist movement's coming from in America that a lot of people now in America are favoring the, the idea of socialism, at least the idea of what it means in their mind. I don't think they actually understand. A lot of people that favor socialism don't know what act socialism actually means, but they favor these ideas nonetheless. And, and, and part of it is because even if you look at, at, at history, how in the world, at world history, can you look at the history of the world and think that Marxism or communism or socialism is a good idea, right? You, you had Bernie Sanders last year talking about how great the healthcare system was in Cuba. Maybe it was two years ago, either way. In the last year or two, Bernie Sanders talked about how great stuff was in Cuba. And, and now, right, I mean, recently we have seen, right, this crazy riot in, in Cuba where they're trying to overthrow communism because they realize how abusive it is. In America, we have been so poorly educated. And, and really, I mean, to your point, this has nothing to do with IQ, it has to do with information. We've received such bad information that in America, we have had these progressive educators, both at the university level, all the way down through, I mean, really your, your primary kindergarten levels. You have people who have been indoctrinated with the progressive system that, that says these ideologies are very good and that maybe right conservatives or Christianity or the founding fathers, all these things are really, really bad. We need to get away from them. And so in the midst of this poor education system, 
you have people that have been told, even if you're in, if you're in college right now, let's say you are getting a history degree. There's a, a young man who works for us right now, and he's in the middle of his PhD program. He actually is going to a Christian university. So you would think, like, maybe this is going to be a, a better university when it comes to some, some of their structure of what they do with their educational system. He was literally told in writing papers about moments from America's history, he was told that he was using too many original sources and he needed to quote more modern sources. Now, I would point out the reason he's able to use so many original sources is because <laughs> he works there. We have more than 160,000 original sources, right? He's, he's got pretty good access to original sources, but he was told that you need to cite more modern sources. And what we see in academia is that professors are more interested in quoting what other professors say than they are in going back and finding out what actually happened from original documents and sources. And that's why, right, when, when Howard Zinn, back in the 1980s, Howard Zinn does his, his history of the American people, Howard Zinn is one of the guys who poisoned so much of the, uh, the thoughts of American history that people have, that professors, even though Howard Zinn has largely been debunked, that people today generally know that Howard Zinn is not good history, people are still teaching the things that Howard Zinn taught because they're just quoting professors, quoting each other, instead of saying, wait a second, let's actually go back and see what actually happened, right? Let's, let's go back and study, because you actually can go back and read the writings of George Washington. You can go back and read the letters he wrote. You can see what he said and what he did, and yet today, people have no idea the, the character, the nature of George Washington. They don't know the sacrifice he made. They don't know what happened in the French and Indian War. They don't know what he went through the American Revolution. They don't know the price that he paid, the, the sacrifices he made. They don't know what he did to the Constitutional Convention to keep the Constitution together. If it wasn't for George Washington, there probably would never have been a Constitution because the Convention would have fallen apart. They don't understand that he was the only president ever elected unanimously by the Electoral College. And, and actually, Washington himself is a guy that after two terms stepped down saying that we shouldn't have a president for more than two terms because that would be like having a king and we don't need a king in America. They have no idea who this guy was and what he did. And the reason this guy had monuments and statues was because of the incredible life he lived and sacrifice he made for the American people. But today people are tearing down his statues because they heard that he had slaves. Now, they know nothing about who he was as a person. They don't even know who he was as a slave owner. The fact that he actually paid many of his slaves, the fact that he actually set his slaves free on his deathbed, they know nothing about him. But because they don't know his story, and because they already have slaves, they're going to tear down a statue. This is the problem with where we are today, that people have been given such bad information, and at times, no information at all. So then when someone says that, you know, somebody's bad and we need to tear down their statue, like literally in the tear down statue movement of the 2019s, they were tearing down statues of great abolitionists. They tore down a statue of Frederick Douglass, the great black abolition leader. Like it makes no sense at all, but Chad, when people don't know history then they're easily misled by people telling them, no, this guy was bad, this guy was racist, you don't even know, but this is where we are today. And again, this is why part of why we do at Wobble is what we do. We try to retell those stories, and, and, and you even mentioned that we have the book out, The American Story. The American Story, we started with Christopher Columbus, and we go roughly through the end of slavery in America, just telling the actual stories of these people. And one of the things we point out with the stories, I mean, Chad, as, as Christians, we quickly will acknowledge what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans is that there is none righteous, no, not one, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means, right, and, and, and kind of my more modern take on this, what, what my thought is, is everybody is jacked up and needs Jesus. Nobody's perfect. So when we look at history, my expectation is not that Christopher Columbus should be perfect or else he should be canceled. No, my expectation is that Christopher Columbus was not perfect. However, 
we can look honestly at him and his journeys and see what he did and what he didn't do and, and the encounters he had with the Taino and, and the encounters he had with the, the, the Caribs or the Canibs. And you start to learn his story and you realize that even though he wasn't perfect, he really was a very impressive and a very honorable explorer who did some remarkable things. Well, as you learn their story, you learn that in the character of man, right, you have some good, some bad, and some ugly. You can have some sinful, fleshly, fleshly evil moments, but also there's moments when God shows up and, and God used that person to do really great things. So we go back and tell the story of American history, again, kind of like from Columbus to the end of slavery in America, just recapturing the essence of really what those stories were about, recognizing America is not perfect, never have been, never will be. But what we also can acknowledge is one of the unique things about the story of America is it's a story of how a perfect God used imperfect people and did really great things through them. And today we just don't really know those stories anymore. No, and we need to. You know what we were talking, what we've been talking about, you know, for the last twenty plus minutes is that is is not a difference of opinions. It's not perspectives and opinions. The uh, the hiding of the truth, the telling, the mistelling of of the truth in history is uh, again not a perspective and not opinion. It's very intentional and very deliberate. And uh, and you know, and you guys at, uh, at Wall Builders. Uh, offer the truth, uh, unbiased, unapologetic to the good and the bad, uh, the truth. And that's what I, I love about this book, The American Story. Uh, it, it, I mean, when you read the book, it's it's not just telling the good parts. It's saying the bad parts as well. And, and like you said, America doesn't have a perfect history, but, you know, it is still, because it's imperfect, because we all came together, rich, poor, black, white, we all came together to create this country that we have today and and it is the greatest country on the planet even despite all the stuff i hate that's going on right now it is the best country in the world i have a i have a afghan friend of mine that i'm trying to help him escape from afghanistan because the taliban are after him and his family where's he want to go he wants to come to america uh that's where he's trying to escape to there's there's thousands of uh tens of thousands of cubans right now getting on tra trash cans to float across the ocean to come to Florida because they're trying to escape communism. This is the greatest, I mean, the southern border. How many people are lining up at the southern border? We don't have a line going the other way. This is the greatest country in the, on the planet, and people need to understand why it's the greatest country on the planet. And there's no better way to learn that than through our history. And, and you guys, to me, uh, you guys tell it better than anyone. Uh, and I've always loved the way, you know, you guys have told it from – Again, both perspectives, the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, and I've always been able to base it on truth. I remember when your dad wrote The Jefferson Lies, and they tried to cancel the book The Jefferson Lies, which is the number one New York Times bestseller. Uh, you know, he was able to defend it because it was just based on, based on truth. And uh, same with this book, The American Story. Uh, those listening, you, you got to get it. I'll let you talk a little bit more about it. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's an amazing book. Well, yeah, so if people want to get it, they can go to uh, Amazon.com, easy place to get it. Also, you can go to the Wall Builders website. And on the Wall Builders website, there's, there's obviously lots of other free resources. There's a lot of articles. I mean, you know, Chad, as, as the world is kind of in chaos right now, especially America is in chaos, um, there's so many things being said. One of the things we try to do is that we try to write uh, articles kind of telling some of the true story of American history as new things come out. So things dealing with critical race theory, things dealing with the 1619 Project, where we actually can go back and document what some of that actual true story in history is, some of that, excuse me, some of that certainly is included in the book, uh, but certainly there's a lot of stuff on the website as well if people want to go there. And obviously we're also all over social media. Uh, we have a daily radio program. So we do a lot to try to get the truth out there for people. And one of the things we'll tell people is 
is we encourage you, don't take our word for what we're saying. Go back and look it up. Because one of the realities is truth is not scared of questions. And, and as Americans, we should, we should be more interested in asking honest questions in pursuit of truth because we've been lied to by way too many people for way too long. Don't, don't buy into just, well, because somebody said it, I'm going to believe it. No, we need to go look it up for ourselves, do a little homework, go do the research. And so we encourage you, don't, don't trust us. In the book, The American Story, we have a thousand footnotes in the back. You can go back. You can look up, read those writings yourself. And one of the things you will discover as you go back and do the history yourself is not only that what we are saying is accurate, you will find there's even more to the story than what we've been able to present in a condensed form. It really is fascinating to go back and study the true story of American history because it's not the story of a perfect people, but it is a story of how this nation became the greatest nation in the history of the world. Yeah. What's your favorite story in the book? Do you have one? You know, so I really like the story of Columbus uh, because he's a guy that's getting villainized today where people are saying we should cancel Columbus Day and, and we're going to have Indigenous Peoples Day. So I love going through his four voyages and what he actually did and, and, and like the cannibals they encountered and all the things he went through. But just as someone who grew up loving American history, it's hard for me not to pick some of the George Washington stories. You know, when George Washington was in battle and, and God providentially saved and protected him along the way. Um, I, I think probably, Chad, there's five or six stories I could pick. Most of them involve on some level God's providence, but sometimes it, it also is stories that are just people that are being attacked and criticized today when if we actually went back and learned their story, we would learn that even though they weren't perfect, these were really impressive people, and especially in the context of the time of which they lived, they were doing really impressive things. So promote a book. If you want to you get the book and you get – also the book is not – if getting it for yourself. It's a great gift. Uh, it's an amazing gift. It's something that I think it's a, like, this is a book you could not just read one time. You could study it probably the rest of your life and you wouldn't have enough time to do it. Um, but you can get it at Amazon or at wallbuilders.com. But aside from the book, how can people see the, like, do you guys do tours at wall builders? How can people go to see wall builders? If someone's like, I want to see some of these, these documents and artifacts you're talking about. Can you tell us a little yeah, bit about so that? Obviously, Chad, you're always invited. You're always welcome. Um, but yeah, for everybody else, we do actually have tours that we do throughout the year and we do them upon request. Uh, we don't turn people loose in the old artifacts to go through, but they can go to wallbuilders.com and they can schedule a, a tour to come visit stuff. But we also do uh, seminars throughout the year where we'll bring in people for a, a weekend seminar, a Friday and a Saturday to come in. And actually, we do it with Glenn Beck. And so Glenn Beck, my dad and I, We'll do a, a two-day seminar, and people can come, and, and you actually can find out about that at Mercury One. And, and they can come, and for those two days, we do a crash course through American history, but all with original artifacts. And it's time that you actually can do some hands-on stuff. We also do stuff for teachers. We do stuff for college students. So there's a lot more information you can find out at, for people that maybe want to come to or that want to have maybe a little crash course in some American history and, and see those documents wallbuilders.com or mercury one are two places to go when they can find out more information and uh wall builders is a, a non-profit uh correct people could donate if you're interested in preserving american history the you know helping support the work that they're doing you could visit uh, wallbuilders.com and, and and donate there as well right absolutely yeah uh yeah in the midst of all the craziness happening if people want to help the truth of american history come out more uh, I don't know an organization that's doing more than we are right now to help retell some of those stories. So wallbuilders.com is a great place to go if people want to support uh, the mission of helping retell and recapture the history of America. Well, man, I, I love you you and your, your dad and your whole family and I and, uh, love what you guys are doing. I, I enjoy getting to work with you guys over the years and I plan on being back soon to 
get get back in the museum and uh, go out and do some shooting and then get on the mats. And I, I promise to I got a, a choke that I'll keep uh, that I had saved for you. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it, thanks, Chad. All right, man. God bless you guys. <laughs>